This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Professor Kiribon uh, Pajo, and we'll be there next. Refreshing and stimulating talk. Power 98.7. Now we're talking. The Deputy Minister in the Presidency for Women, let me repeat that, the Deputy Presidency or the Deputy Minister in the Presidency, you'll see why I'm saying that, uh, because that'll come up just a little bit later in the in the conversation as well. The Deputy Minister in the Presidency for Women, Youth and Persons with Disabilities, Sisi uh, Tolashe, has emerged victorious at the 13th ANC Women's League elective conference in Nazrex, south of Johannesburg. And that's where the ANC seems to be having most of their conferences. They seem to have adopted uh, Nazrex these particular days, and everything is happening there. Maybe, you know, contractually, maybe from a practical perspective, Nazrex just works for them. And it's it's not bad, it's not bad, but it also just makes these things more Gauteng-based when we should be having some of them, and the argument could be, you know, that we should be having them uh, some of them in the regions as well. But I suppose from a oversight perspective, the ANC might be liking Nasrec so that, you know, these things are not far and far flung so that when they're happening in these regions, you know, you've got to fly in particular leaders. And then when problems happen, um, you know, you can't you can't deal with them because you're just too far. And then maybe also uh, they've decided that for all intensive purposes, uh, Gauteng might be the most neutral place to hold them. I'm not sure about that and whether that argument, you know, rings true. But maybe Gauteng could be the, you know, most neutral place for for some of these elections to be held. Because if you do take them to any of the provinces, there are uh, particular narratives, there are perspectives that do come into play. Just as if you had it in Gauteng, there'd be a narrative and a perspective and all sorts of push and pull elements within that conversation as well. So that's Johannesburg and that's the conversation about Johannesburg. Uh, Tolasha, of course, was named the league's new president on Sunday evening, having received 1,729 votes. And let me just give you the other votes in that particular regard. Uh, Timbeka um, Junu, um, Gunu got uh, 1,038 votes. And of course, Batapilet Lamini got 170 votes. So uh, clean sweep there from what you would generally call the Ramaphosa camp, if you want to call it that, and we'll also go into that particular conversation uh, because we'll just name the other ones. Of course, uh, um, uh, Tulashe replaces former ANC Women's League president Batapilet Lamini, who I just mentioned got 170 of the votes then. Obviously, also, um, maybe not surprisingly on the ballot, uh, but of course, I think KZN making sure that she made it on to that, of course, ballot paper. Now, of course, we're joined by Professor Kiribone Pajo, political expert and director, School of Governance Studies at the Northwest University. Prof, welcome to Power 98.7 and welcome to Power Perspective. Prof, how are you? I'm good. Thanks, Denzel, for having me. It's always a pleasure. Thank you so much, guys. We really appreciate this platform and we... Are looking forward to have a conversation around uh, these political developments in the country. It's 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 a conversation that's important. You know, I'll start I'll start somewhere with with this particular conversation, uh, and I'll start with Vicky mm. Lembolula. Let let me let me start there. 
because uh, maybe I want to start there. So Fikile, various people had various briefings or, or you know, uh, um, uh, uh, statements to make ahead of the actual uh, voting. Mm-hmm. Fikile Mbalula was one of them. And of course, Fikile Mbalula is the Secretary General of the ANC, so he should and, mm. and he must have a particular, you know, speech as well as to, you know, the importance of the Women's League and, and why it's mm. significant and what role it must play and, 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 and also because he represents the party in broader terms. But, but in essence, when he started speaking, he, he, he alluded to a particular aspect of the Women's League which which I think I'm going to bring up here now. And he said, and he said, you know, um, when in in essence, when when the women's league, even even this one, and he did not exclude mm-hmm. this one, he said, stop fighting over ANC men in your conferences. Stop fighting over ANC men. And for me, mm-hmm. that particular statement is so deep and it means so much. But he goes on to say, you know, apart from you know, talking to them about determining their own destination and being, you know, a women's league and, you know, fighting for women's, you know, rights and all of those things. He, he, he goes on to, he says, even this particular conference is factionalized because even here mm. you are voting in patterns that represent various men in the organization and various factions of men in the organizations. So break free of that and, and you know, um, and represent or put forward women who are isolated from these men and their interests. I thought that was an absolutely, you know, strong statement to make and, and for me also put it in context in a lot of ways. Yes, Denzel. I, I, you, you are raising very important issues for mm. our society and and I, I think my my really first statement would want to say that ANC it's a it's a very big party uh, in the sense of its size uh, history uh, uh, you know the kind of struggles they have engaged and also the manner in which its own policy configurations mm. are and so for example you 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 have serious uh contestations within the ANC uh, as a as a party broadly mm. so you have got the people who are from the uh the left far left as the SACP and maybe the the Youth League. I'm not sure if they still are on that line since the breakaway by the EFF. But you also have people in the ANC that are in the far right. Mm. And sometimes, so this tells you that in the ANC sheep, it's a a very uh, interesting contested environment that always would be because you have the a mix of ideological positioning by different parties mm. by uh, powerful individuals mm. so i just needed to uh, uh, put that as a caveat so yeah. that someone who really does not follow the anc politics will have a sense of mm. 
where are we today uh, in the ANC? Mm. So over the years, uh, even during the years of its exile, uh, coming to the liberation of, uh, and, and freedom of South Africa in 1990, uh, and, and, and of course the relaunching of the Women's League itself, mm. you will realize that ANC has been a ship that, you know, um, always... Uh, it's difficult to determine which direction it's going to take. Will it mm. be on the left? Will it be on the right? Mm. At the center? What is this uh, ANC? Mm. So I just need to, 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 to underscore that. But the, and then maybe allow me to backtrack a little bit and, and make comment on your comment. Mm. The, the, the first comment you made was about where are they having the their conferences. Mm, is this mm. a Houghton, uh, is ANC a Houghton uh, governed party? <laughs> yeah. Or it's a national uh, party, the mm. South African party. So mm. I think we need to have that conversation, mm. especially because it con- it's going to continue for some few years uh, to be in the center of our uh, political landscape. Mm. And so it it it, there are issues of security, and somebody can use that mm. uh, in terms of uh, protecting the the leadership uh, of the ANC, mm. you know, be it Women's League, mm. be it uh, Youth Wing, mm. and and of course the, the the mother body. So, so it's important, but also from a governance perspective, mm. we often speak about a developmental local government and local government that seeks to uh, facilitate uh, socio-economic development, uh, Mm. issues of local economy. And so if we are not careful of uh, making sure that we have a reach as a society Mm. to our communities that are in the periphery, uh, that are outside the mainstream of economic activities of this country, mm. um, then we perpetuate the the, the current uh, socioeconomic uh, uh, situation in the country that it is very difficult if somebody is in a, in a local municipality that is, you know, very far from Kauten, very far mm. from Deben, very far from the city centers of this nation mm. and so they they don't have a way of making uh you know income and development so i i, I think you you have raised a very very sensitive matter that mm. Mm. should across the all the uh, political uh, parties mm. across all the businesses the uh uh uh, the universities, mm. the municipalities, we need to find ways that could facilitate what we consider as local economic development. Yeah, so I just needed to make a comment. No, no, absolutely, and I'm glad you did because I, I, I for one, also, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm used to uh, the ANC as an organization always dealing with mm. its its conferences or dealing with its events and trying to spread them as far and wide as possible and each province trying to get a chance. 
you know, yeah. and and being important. So they'll take it to the Eastern Cape. They'll take it, but for 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 maybe reasons of their own, and maybe the regrouping aspect, you know, where it mm. it was so far flung, and 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 so many dynamics were having were happening. Mm. Maybe for practical reasons and for consolidation, they've brought mm. it here to Gauteng and said we can control. This 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 thing you know better right, if we yeah. if we have it under eyesight right here, <laughs> so 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 Prof, yes. th- th- those are the two elements and and then of course the Fikile and Balula uh, statements then that he would have made as well. Let me stay there with you just for a second or two. Um, that mm-hmm. uh, you know Balekambete basically also uh, led into that particular narrative as well when Balekambete started talking and of course um, she was in the task team um, you know that that mm-hmm. comes you know uh, we come out of the task team into an elected space now and she was talking about mm-hmm. since Polokwane 2007 uh, the league itself has been part of a divisive movement and and hmm. and fighting since 2007 these factional battles uh, and the league itself never escaped those factional battles led by men and so uh, she talks about the fact that the Polokwane factional um, you know uh, and and she says how um, it it infiltrated all aspects of the ANC and the women's league was not was not immune to all of that. And uh, she says, mm. has remained factionalized along those particular lines that emerged in 2007. So we, we have a new leadership, uh, and mm. that particular leadership, people are writing and suggesting that they are aligned to the Cyril Ramaphosa camp. And so, in essence, when one hears what Fikile is saying, and one, when one puts over another layer of what Balekambeta is saying, and when then one looks at the particular leadership that one has chosen, and then when the media creates a particular narrative that says, well, this is, you know, Cyril Ramaphosa's camp, and it's anti-RET, and, you know, RET now finally, you know, will have been, mm. you know, shifted from power. <laughs> it, it then doesn't bode well for, you know, the Women's League, or does it bode well for the Women's League? Is it a starting point? But when 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 you do see those particular narratives that that are still engaging conversations of 2007, suggesting mm. that the same elements that spoke of the divisions then are the same elements at play now, and the leadership illustrates that in, in, in the way it was chosen, then we haven't moved much. In, we, we've moved in the sense we've got new leadership, but we might not have moved much in the, fa- in the space of the ANC maybe still factionalized as it was in 2007. Yes. So, Denzel, and, and I, as you rightly point, this is a, a, a problem at hand. Mm. And I I want us to problematize it even further because the the issue here is uh, it's complex. It's very complex. Mm. It's complex because our society at large uh, has strong patriarchy, mm. and it, it it simply means as well that it's it's always very difficult for a female for a woman to to emerge mm. uh, in leadership uh, contestations mm. in our societal 
uh, institutions, in government, in mm. uh, business, academia, mm. in the civil society. Mm. So ANC will not be mm. immune mm. from what is happening in the broader society. That mm. by and large, we find ourselves as a, as men highly privileged, continue to dominate and marginalize women in our societies in many, many ways mm. uh, that sometimes we are not even conscious of. Mm. So I wanted to uh, demonstrate that part mm. first mm. to say the society that we have is a, it's a very uh, strong patriarchy society mm. that has ceilings and set standards for women that uh, every time they come and reach, we move the goalpost. Mm. So you'll find it's very few women uh, who are able to actually emerge and contest. And 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 that is not because men are smarter or are better, mm. but it is because maybe our systems are, are male-oriented and that okay. they are designed for men. Prof, let me let me let me give you a, a, a bit of the other side of that particular coin, mm. um, and 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 I hear you. We we live in a patriarchal society, uh, and and it come it's across all all spheres. I mean, you see it in religion, you see it in business, you see it in politics, you see it in like you say mm. academia as well. So you know nothing nothing has escaped that patriarchal uh, you know perspective. Um, yes. When, so so let me let me let me ask you a particular question then at hand that comes out of what you've just said mm. if for example you then do have a ruling party which is the ANC and that ANC then makes it uh, one of its pronouncements that it 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 is pro women women need to occupy serious positions we see that in cabinet we see that in the way they also you know decide as to how you know the top 6 must look or how the mm. NEC must look so so they very they very very profound in the way they go about that that's particular yes, aspect that's right. and that's, that's right. good like you say that's good and that's right and that needs to be done right mm. um but then when I'll, and, and, and unfortunately, let me go to the Nfikile Mbalula statements. When you then do have a women's organization that does and should and must represent women in, in, in its utmost core, Fikile Mbalula comes and says, actually, what you, what, you be, what you engaging in is not about women at your core. You're engaging about men. Your issues seem to about to seem to be about issues of men, and and I go back to there because he's he's the one that leads me to your particular argument. So in essence, the patriarchal uh, society is there. We see it, and we we we're trying to get rid of it, and it'll take us a long time. But then when you do have an organization right under and part of the ruling party, which is then government. And that particular organization does not take up its proper role and responsibility, mm. then we have a problem there. Because that particular mm. organization in itself, being part of the ruling party, 
being part of an organization that makes legislation and resolutions and 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 mm. and talks about you know how women will benefit from all sorts of other engagements does not then partake in that particular engagement it fights the it fights the battles of men what what then do we say about that particular space because yes you could shape it you could shape society in a way that says let's get rid of the patriarchy but then when you do have an organization then which is part of the ruling party and part of government that then behaves in a very different way and does not take on those particular elements that says we need women as the president we need and and engages in the men's you know first fight what what mm. then yeah so so this is in this are critical critical societal issues uh, and so it is important that we also talk to these issues within the the the, the context the purview of the anc mm. and and obviously we can talk the whole night i've got few 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 uh, points mm. uh, you know some views yeah. uh, that I, I i i hold so firstly we need to realize that anc is currently struggling it's a limping uh, animal mm. it it um, and and rightly so uh, you indicated the uh, since 2007 mm. the anc went down and it took the country down. So ANC at the moment is really scrambling, mm. trying to rebuild itself. But I personally won't see that it will uh, make a meaningful and impactful comeback. And part of the problem it, it, it is that it has actually lost a lot of intellectual capital over mm, these past years, especially uh, the, the most the clear ones uh, mm. are the ones that uh, happened through the breakaways. Mm. Uh, you know, the UDMs, the COPEs, the uh, EFF, uh, mm. the EFFs. So you see, uh, and of course, even the trade unions that mm. broke away from the, the, the mainstream. Mm. Kosato uh, and the split, uh, yeah. That's that's right. Mm. So you, you realize that it is going to struggle. So that is the first view that I want to share with you, mm. uh, listeners. The second one, which I think is even much more compelling to look into, is that we are struggling with leadership as a country. And so, and 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 previously, you know, in the 90s, uh, early, uh, late 80s, uh, 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 early 90s, maybe even in the 2000s, especially in the height of Tabombegi's uh, presidency, mm. There was a very strong national uh, narrative, and if I, I would argue even that there was a consensus that ANC is the leader in the society. Yeah, and this is because it would, uh, you know, set the bar of the national discourses. Mm. We would really debate issues that, by and large, were emerging from the ANC itself. Mm. It is not the case today. And this shows with the kind of statements and, and, and utterances that are made by many, many ANC leaders in many, many different platforms. Mm. Uh, and some are even in, in, in key government positions. But when you hear them speak, you can quickly realize that they, 
uh, that leadership role in the society uh, has been abdicated to a very large extent, and that renders our society very leaderless because the governing party should be occupying that space. Mm. So if the governing party is not occupying that space, you can just try to make sense, uh, like I'm trying sure. to, on what mm. would be happening. So there's a big vacuum, and anything and everything can go. So so to have leaders in the ANC uh, making utterances like, you know, uh, women are uh, behaving in a particular way that seeks to support men, mm. Maybe tells us of that this view I'm trying to share with you mm, that it's mm. a it's a it it shows that we do not have uh, leadership, but also maybe we don't have ideas. Mm. For me, mm. what is very critical, uh, or what should have been the case now over many years of very powerful uh, uh, women leadership in the in the ANC, we had Winnie Madikisela Mandela. Mm. In the we had people like Balakambeta you just quoted. Yeah. Uh, we had Tandi Mudise. We had Ketu uh, Chopin. Mm. These these women were powerful and were really able to stand up. Uh, and you could not miss their voice. Yeah. And and so the bar has been set, and perhaps maybe an indication for us when utterances like these come up it, it it one of the suggestions one of the underlying tones is that uh, who is actually in charge of the ANC uh, women leadership i think it is questioning that mm. and and there should be an answer the answer should come from the ANC as a mother body but it must also come from the women's league itself to say we do have programs we do have interventions mm. to strengthen our leadership capacity and mm. give us time, so much time. We will be back. We will be a force uh, to be reckoned with in our society. We will be in a position to lead our own uh, uh, project for women's emancipation. Mm. And, and, and that will mainstream the role of women uh, in our society, which is uh, currently marginalized. Mm. So those are the two views. But the last view is that uh, that I also share very strongly with you, that sure. the kind of politics that has really engulfed the ANC uh, uh, just before the uh, 2007 Polokwane conference, you mm. know, leading up to that conference, mm. and subsequent to that is that the level of factionalism and 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 toxicity. I don't have the proper characterization yeah. of really putting. But it I think you've there. described it pretty well. Yeah, the toxicism. Mm. It's 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 serious, mm. and so this has made people who are, you know, uh, conscious and professional and want to see progress take a step back and say we can't play in the space so again you need to reflect and say where are the quality leaders mm. in the ANC women's league 
who are able to stand up and speak and uh, command respect, not only in terms of their sectional alignment, but also in terms of their own societal standing, mm. uh, in terms of their roles and contributions in the society. So that is, you know, just some few thoughts that I have for you in relation to why people would utter uh, this kind of, I call sometimes, I, I think sometimes they are demeaning to, to women. They no, absolutely. They perpetuate a stereotype mm. Mm. Uh, that women cannot lead. But over centuries, over many years, across the uh, spectrum, mm. in, 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 you have women that have always you know, emerged and demonstrated that leadership is not just a preserve for men, but mm. it is uh, also for women. Uh, so, in other words, we need to have systems that are intentional, that are able to support women. So it goes back to the ANC as a mother body itself. Mm. If the whole, the end, the, you know, the, the the secretary general of the ANC, who's really the uh, the engine of the organization, to come and make this kind of statements, mm. I think it would have been better for him to uh, reflect on his own organization broadly and say. What mechanisms do we have in place to support mm. women mm. Uh, mm. to to strengthen their capacity in their various tasks in parliament, in their committee work, uh, where they come from, uh, their political work, where they come from, uh, women that are in their provincial legislature. So they need to come out and say, we have processes, we have interventions, as an organization, we have partnership with so-and-so just to make sure that the kind of leaders that emerge out of our organizations and, and its leaks will be able to stand the test of time. And so they need to speak in a way that, you know, demonstrate a lot of responsibility and care for the organization. For me, if you, you know, uh, hang out a dirty laundry mm. about your cousin or about your family issues, I, I start to have a problem that it looks like it's a house on fire. Mm. And uh, how do we get it right? Prof, let's talk about the present day leadership. Have you had time to look at the leadership? I mean, mm. apart from the fact that, you know, uh, the narrative is out there that it's a it's a Ramaphosa camp and that the RIT, you know, grouping have taken a beating because, you know, through the nominations as well, Balekambete mm. didn't, you know, even 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 when the nomination process came came about, uh, she didn't she didn't show, you know, that mm. there was going to be much support. But but be that as it may, that that's Balekambete and and mm. and her presidency, and maybe they were looking for renewal as well. Have you been able to look at the present day, the present leadership, uh, Sisishi Tolashe, and also mm. the deputy president Lungi, and then you've got the secretary general who's Nokutula, um, and 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 all the others in the in the top five? Mm. Have you been able to look at them and mm. saying, well, yeah, you know? Um, We've spoken to some some heavyweight women in the past in the ANC mm. Women's League and, and not necessarily also women who needed to be represented in leadership mm. in the ANC. The ANC has over, 
you know, a long time had had some very, very important women. So apart from, you know, what we've been talking about, have you looked at the, this particular leadership and, and come to any conclusions? And like I said, apart from the fact that, you know, there's a narrative that it's a Ramaphosa camp, do you... Do you see that? Do you see the? Do you see the expertise? Do you see the gravitas? Do you see the, the 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 um the the the, the movement forward? Yeah. So, I mean, Denzel, I I I agree with you. Uh, I have made my own observations mm-hmm. uh, on this new leadership, just mm-hmm. to try and make sense of who are these people and where they're coming from. But mm-hmm. I think. At, but uh, on the periphery of it is that we 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 see an organization broadly, uh, uh, you know, both the, the 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 mother body and the uh, women's league as really a struggling organization. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mm-hmm. would have been surprised if the Imagine the uh, uh, how how do I put it the, the the elected leadership now from uh, women's league would have uh, been seen as a, a a better leadership than what we have currently in the main body ANC top six, but also in the national executive committee of the ANC itself. And so from that, I think. That we uh, one of my you know critical observations is that ANC is struggling to modernize itself, mm. and one of those elements or few of those elements of the um, uh, modernizing the party is to have fresh uh, ideas, especially from young people mm. uh, who who would be in a much better position to understand the dynamics of the 21st century. And for me, that is lacking in this uh, uh, leadership uh, that may need to be reflected upon on how can we have uh, young, brilliant minds mm. that would that would take our uh, party our women's league forward mm. so that we we don't only reflect on the past but we chart a new trajectory that will uh, bring uh, and support a gap out in our community in mm. our society that they can thrive mm. so and the second thing as you rightly say is it's a it's a is the problem of factions mm. in the ANC. I think ANC, when we speak of factionalism, I mean, it, it is it is in almost all the parties. There's nothing much you can do about, uh, you know, reading a political party of factional uh, uh, dominance mm. or slaves. They work in that in that way. The problem is when these slates are reinforced to such mm. an extent that they paralyze the functioning of the party to such mm. an extent that you can only be uh, uh, considered as a person that matter mm. when you mm. are aligned mm. to mm. the current power. So this. Uh, uh, 
uh, new leadership of Women's League, mm. it's, as you say, <laughs> the leadership that clearly demonstrates its alignment to the current president. Mm. Because and, because that entire yeah. slate, uh, if if you want to call That's it right. a slate, the ANC doesn't say slates anymore. They don't they want to they don't want to use that particular language. But in yeah. essence, uh, all top five positions, you know, came from one particular slate in this particular instance. So it demonstrates the power dynamics at the moment within the political party. I think we can use this in mm. a way as a microcosm of the current power dynamics in the ANC. Mm. And one of those tells us that the president is a very powerful person politically Mm. in the ANC. We may not be seeing that as a country Mm. uh, in terms of taking our uh, national agenda and and, and so on Mm. forward. But I think within the ANC, this tells you something that the president is Mm. currently running the show in the ANC, mm. and uh, and I think we we saw this in the in the elections uh, of the youth league earlier, mm. and and now we are seeing this in the uh, 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 women's league. So it is really something that is going to be uh, interesting going forward to mm. say what is uh, beyond Ramaphosa's presidency mm. in the ANC, and and uh, in terms of the positioning of this. Uh, 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 leaks, but also the mother body, uh, the contestations that will be coming. So, mm. so we should be on the lookout. Mm. Prof, let me let me ask you a question unrelated, but it, but it's related to what you've said, and yeah. and 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 for all intents and purposes, it's, it's going to deviate from the subject matter uh, just a little bit. Mm. Um, the the and 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 yes I, I I see the point and I agree with you to the extent where the the, the president has become almost all powerful within the ANC he, he has the mm. he has the top six that he wants basically he has the leagues mm. you know responding to him he has the provincial heads really you know um, who mm. are who are in favor of you know his endorsement and all of those mm. things. Um, mm. w- when it comes to that that alignment, that that need for for being assertful and and dominant within the party, and mm. and juxtapose with what the country is exposed to and how the country views him. What's what's the point of being all dominant within the ANC if you've got one term left, and 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 the country is seeing you as somebody who you know doesn't take decisions, who there are you know one crisis to another. Corruption has happened on your watch. You know they question corruption as to yourself. You know himself involvement as well. How do you balance his need? How do you balance his need for wanting to be all powerful, all dominant, you know, all power to 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 Caesar, with the extreme of of a country then which is going through the most? How does how does that help him, and in his role as presidency, 
to be all dominant within the ANC, but limping when it comes to, you know, various aspects of, of the country? Yeah. So, so, so the question you are raising, Denzel, I think it's directly linked to the conversation uh, that we are having tonight um, in, in many, many ways. My, my first response, though, would be that, uh, you know, there's something in common that the, the ANC, especially senior ANC cadres and, and members, including the presidents, uh, I think you may remember very well that Jacob Zuma at some point when he was the president, he would say that the ANC is more important than the country. I, I'm just yeah. paraphrasing. And, and Cyril Ramaphosa alluded to that fact as well when, so, when, when he was asked the same question. You know, he, he, he yeah. spoke about yeah. the, the unity of the ANC much more, you know, important than, you know, aspects of, of the country. And I would not see that Tawombek himself would have a different view, by the way. Mm, mm. And so if we take this kind of a cue in our you know, uh, reflection on the on the on the would, would that would politics. that not be prof would that not be you know when common sense prevails would that not be you know um, stuff that you think but you don't say you know when <laughs> yes. you, you know there are things that you know and you and you think them but you don't yes. but you don't say them because when you say that it 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 projects a particular picture of 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 what your interests are even though your interests might be that it's not good to say it so the and and, and this is an extremely important point uh, you are raising tension uh, especially when we talk we engage this within the uh, lens of the president or you know mm. The presidency, and and and, you, and 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 yes, that and and more importantly, th- that's why I raise it. You are yeah. the president. You are elected the president of all of us, that's not right. not not in essence of the the, the small grouping who voted for you. That's hundred percent. So when you make and a statement like that, yes. it it it, it should be very it frightening and worrisome. It's very concerning, and so. What I think uh, many of our, you know, some of our uh, 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 leaders need to realize, and and this is just my view, is that the president of the country, the presidency is an office. So the so it's very difficult. I'm trying to say it. It should be if you read the the constitution and see the manner in which the national executive and the role of the president in that it's actually configured. Mm. You will see that the role of the president it's it's actually very difficult to uh, remove from the president or from the country or from the constitutional rule. I'm not sure if I'm expressing mm. this. No, I, I got you. I got your train But what of I'm trying mm. to say is that you, if you are the president of South Africa, mm. you, it's, a, it's, it's like you are, it's more like you are an institution on your own. Mm. I, I want to put it in that mm. way. There's an obligation and, that, and a requirement upon you and yes. in that position.
That's right. So in other words, you lose your own person, your own views mm. constitutionally. Your interest must be that of South Africa mm. at all costs. And so if you have a president who are still struggling to make sense of what it means to be a president, mm. then you can see that perhaps we have not done our homework properly as a society to say, do, do we love our country? Uh, do we understand what it means to be a South African? Mm. And what can we do to conscientize South Africans across the spectrum to come to the realization that our interest on our own country mm. should actually be a major focus, and that would help us to protect our institutions, protect our resources, protect our infrastructure, and do everything mm. to advance the interest of the country. And and that we should be doing in our smaller spaces. So we should be using our political parties, our professions, our you know uh, community roles to advance the interest of the country, not of those mm. uh, uh, affiliations that we are having. Sure. For me, if we are able to divide, to separate that, then we know uh, very well what uh, our role should be as a society. Prof, in 30, that, mm, yeah, prof, in 30 seconds. Be, in 30 sure. seconds, Prof, on that, but literally in 30 seconds, Prof, on that mm. particular very, very aspect, is it not a realization by him and also Jacob Zuma? And like you said, President Thabo Mbeki might think the same, but he didn't say the same. Mm. Is it not a realization by them that ultimately the health of the ANC is ultimately so important that it is more important than the country because the health of the ANC keeps them in power. And with the ANC limping, it might mean that they would lose an election and not be in power. So the health of the ANC, in essence, is the extreme because if the health of the ANC and him looking after the ANC first, if that is done well and he looks after the ANC first, it means that that particular party stays in power much longer than it would. Would you, would you agree with me on that one in, in literally about 30 seconds, Prof? Yes. So, Denzel, it's a very important point you are raising. I would agree with you, but I would say that it is a very, uh, and, and in my view, it's a very short-sighted mm. view uh, in many ways, including the fact that uh, I don't see ANC coming back to, the, to, to itself to, to, to become a dominant party. Mm. And so, it, it, for me, what they are doing is just a nostalgia to remember the AA and maybe the uh, the loyalty to the to, to, to the party. But I think we need to agree that it has played its part in our society, mm. and it's out there for all of us to see that ANC is. Uh, only going to go further down unless it brings sure. in a completely different dimension of renewing itself and uh, making sure that the ethics within the party uh, takes the, 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 the priority. Prof. Keribone Pajo, thank you so much, sir, for joining me here on Power 98.7 tonight.
It's a pleasure, Denzel. Thank you, and good night to you too, sir. Political expert and director, School of Governance Studies or Government Studies at the Northwest University, Professor Kadibone Pache. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.